Section 18 of Early Rome by Wilhelm Ina. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 13 The Tribunes of the People. According to the account preserved by Livy and Dionysius, the patricians no sooner heard of the death of the exiled Tarquin than they began to oppress the plebeians, whom they had treated up to that time with great friendliness and leniency in order to wean them from their attachment to the monarchy making use of the necessities of the impoverished commons they lent them money on hard terms and relentlessly treated their insolvent debtors as slaves loading them with fetters and driving their families from house and home the plebeians could no longer bear the outrages of their oppressors any longer they rose in a body left rome and encamped like a hostile army on a hill beyond the river Anio, at a distance of a few miles from the gates with the intention of dissolving their connection with their native city and of forming a separate community of their own the patricians unable to reduce them by force and seeing that without the plebeians they were utterly helpless and exposed to foreign enemies sent a message to the insurgents and entreated them to return both parties were inclined to a reconciliation the plebeians asked for nothing but protection from the unjust treatment of patrician magistrates it was stipulated that they should have the right to elect magistrates of their own called tribunes of the plebs tribuni plebis empowered to act as their special patrons and protectors they were to be invested with the right of intercession by which they could stop any legal or administrative proceedings directed against plebeians this right of intercession of which the patricians had already the benefit inasmuch as each consul could use it against his colleague was now extended to the plebeian tribunes and afforded the same protection from arbitrary measures to a class of citizens which had hitherto been exposed without a remedy to illegal treatment in order to give effect to the power of the tribunes they were declared sacrosancti that is inviolable the curse of outlawry was pronounced against any man who should venture to resist or harm them upon these terms peace was concluded between the two orders of citizens and the shedding of blood avoided the covenant thus made was called a sacred law lex sacrata and the hill on which the plebeians had encamped retained for all future ages the name of Monsacer, the sacred hill as no stipulations were made in the covenant about any remission of debts nor the laws of debt altered we may be sure that the cause which led to the secession was not a general indebtedness of the plebeians as represented in the annals it is indeed highly improbable that in the primitive state of society in which we must imagine the romans then to have been numerous loan transactions could have taken place moreover as sir g c lewis remarks it is difficult for us to conceive a state of society in which the poor are borrowers on a large scale to strengthen this impression of doubt we find that for a hundred years following the secession that is up to the disasters of the gallic conflagration no further mention is made of any distress of the plebeians caused by debts although as already remarked no remediary measures had been adopted we may therefore feel sure that the cause of the secession was not the economic distress of the commons but their exclusion from political rights which left them without those safeguards from injustice which the patricians possessed 
it is universally admitted that the original power of the tribunes was the jus auxilii or right of aid they could claim and did claim no more they were far from usurping a share in the government of the republic their business was to protect plebeians from unjust treatment at the hands of patrician magistrates from this humble origin they advanced by degrees to the power of controlling the whole civil government and finally they became the instruments by means of which the republican constitution was changed into the empire at the same time with the tribuneship another plebeian office was established that of aediles who were to act chiefly as the attendants and servants of the tribunes and like them were invested with inviolability the reason for investing the plebeian magistrates with the character of inviolability and of calling the laws that conferred this right sacred laws is to be found in the fact that from the patrician point of view the plebeians were looked upon as a distinct people not fully and in every respect part of the populus romanus for this reason the agreement between the two parties was concluded in the form of an international treaty with due observance of all those ceremonies chiefly sacrifices and oaths which were considered necessary when independent nations came to terms of amity oaths are an appeal not to a civil magistrate but to a divine power the only power that can arbitrate between independent states they are always employed to bind in their consciences those who cannot be compelled by a secular authority to fulfil their engagements the patricians and the plebeians could not be looked upon as entirely members of one community as long as only the patricians had through their auspices intercourse with the gods of rome and for that reason excluded the plebeians from the government of the state as long also as marriages between patricians and plebeians were unlawful therefore the magistrates of the plebs required to be specially protected by a sacred law and like the ambassadors of a foreign power to be declared inviolable the ancient writers are unanimously of opinion that the offices of tribune and ideal were first created during the secession and that they were in fact the fruit of that secession but we may well ask if it is likely that the plebeians who as we have just seen formed a separate community for themselves had before that time no sort of organization of their own and no officers to regulate their affairs it seems highly probable that the plebeians were not without such special plebeian magistrates and if so it seems most natural that these magistrates were no other than those tribunes and aediles whom they chose as their legal patrons the novelty introduced by the treaty of peace on the sacred hill consisted accordingly not in the creation of new offices but in the solemn acknowledgment on the part of the patricians that the old plebeian magistrates should under the guarantee of a lex sacrata have authority to control the official acts even of patrician magistrates what particular acts of patrician magistrates were likely to be specially obnoxious to plebeians we are not told but it is not difficult to guess what they were the principal burden of the citizens was the military service the carrying on of the civil government entailed no expense the roman people did not groan under the weight of taxes 
but every man was liable to be called out for military service and it is clear that great injustice might be practised by the consuls if they disregarded the special claims of exemption which individual citizens might have in such cases the tribunes would interfere and their interference might amount to an inhibition of the whole conscription so that they might actually veto a war if they were so minded their right in this respect resembled therefore the privilege of a popular chamber in modern times which refuses the supplies and as this right has secured to modern parliaments the chief control of the state so the use auxilii of the tribunes contained the germ of their future power the number of tribunes originally chosen is stated variously to have been either two or five this divergence of opinion is of little moment and affects only a very short period of time all authors are agreed that from the publilian law passed in 471 b c that is twenty-two years after the first secession the number was five and it was raised to ten in 457 b c it is more annoying that doubts should exist with regard to the original mode of the election of the tribunes owing to the partly vague and partly contradictory statements of the writers on whom we depend for our information the greatest difference of opinion prevails on this subject we cannot here enter into a discussion of their conflicting statements and it is therefore better at once to record the result to which a careful examination of the whole subject must lead us it is this that the tribunes of the plebs could have been elected neither by the patrician comitia curiata nor by the military comitia centuriata in which patricians and plebeians were mixed but only by the comitia tributa the assembly of the plebeian tribes what these comitia were we shall now proceed to inquire the old patrician populace as we have seen was divided into tribes the romnes tities and luceres which were a division of the people not of the territory this division was the basis on which the comitia curiata was established in the beginning of the republican period this division was superseded and the division of the people into five classes was substituted as we have seen according to a property qualification thus arose the comitia centuriata the five classes contained both patricians and plebeians they were established in the first place for military in the second for political purposes as an assembly for the election of the higher magistrates and for legislation they continued in force to the end of the republic but they ceased at an early period to be the basis on which the army was formed the conscriptions for the army as far back as the light of history penetrates were made not according to classes but according to tribes that is wards and districts into which the town and territory were divided these local tribes accordingly had nothing in common with the old patrician tribes but the name each tribe consisted of the roman citizens settled within its boundaries without regard either to descent or to property we are not informed when this division into tribes was first made as long as the patricians had their own distinct organization the old patrician tribes and curies the division of the territory into local tribes would most probably affect the plebeians only and whatever organization they had for self-government would be based on this division into local tribes if they elected officers of their own 
the forerunners of the famous tribunes of the plebs these officers were of course elected by and for the tribes whence they also derived their name at the same period which we cannot fix with accuracy these tribes were made military districts that is the troops were levied tributem according to tribes in fact the whole administration of the republic was adjusted to this division of the territory and when it became necessary to raise a tribute or war tax for the expenses of a campaign the tax was assessed tributum according to tribes from which circumstance it also received its name thus arose a third form of popular assembly the comitia tributa or assembly of tribes being plebeian in its origin and representing that community of plebeians who as we have seen formed a distinct body in the roman state and almost a separate people apart from the patricians the comitia tributa preserved this plebeian character throughout the whole history of the republic whereas the comitia curiata had been an aristocratic organization from which the plebeians were excluded and the comitia centuriata had given a preponderance to wealth the comitia tributa was purely democratic they gave rich and poor an equal vote and excluded the patricians who were indeed unfit to assist in the transaction of the internal affairs of the plebeian body and especially to take a share in the election of the tribunes of the plebs officers whose chief duty it was to control the actions of patrician magistrates and thus to be the special patrons of the plebeians by the treaty on the Monsacher, the comitia of tribes that is the plebeian assemblies of citizens were first recognized by the patricians as invested with political rights for the patricians bound themselves to treat the tribunes of the plebs elected in those comitia as persons invested with public authority they could no longer ignore the public and official character of the tribunes which we may suppose might have been their practice before the secession the comitia of the plebs therefore from this moment acquired rights coextensive with the rights of the comitia of centuries though exerted in a different direction if the centuries continued to elect the consuls the tribes now elected tribunes and aediles and the authority of these officers was acknowledged by the whole community by and by as we shall see the comitia of tribes extended their sphere of action whilst the centuries remained stationary the comitia of tribes under the direction of the tribunes of the plebs became the moving power in the commonwealth to which all progress in constitutional and civil laws chiefly due the comitia of centuries merely retained the privileges which they already possessed namely the election of consuls and afterwards of praetors and censors which offices had branched off from the consulship the right to declare war the decision in criminal appeals and the legislation in constitutional law the original number of local tribes was twenty four of them were city wards the remaining sixteen country districts soon after the establishment of the republic a new tribe was added and their number thus raised to twenty-one this number of tribes remained stationary for upwards of one hundred years then began the career of conquest new tribes were formed out of the territory acquired in etruria latium and in the land of the Achaeans and Volscians, until in 241 BC the number 35 was reached, and the Roman citizens had become so numerous and lived at such great distances from one another 
that meetings in rome for legislation and election had become physically impossible to the mass of them nevertheless the romans with their spirit of conservatism retained the comitia tributa to the end of the republic when they were swept away with the general wreck of the old worn-out and antiquated institutions end of section eighteen